Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving break. I know I did. I had all my chickadees under one roof, and it was truly amazing. My married daughter was home with her husband. They stayed for three days, four days, um, and my son was home for five days from his gap year program, and everybody was together again. It was like the first time we were all together, I think since June, like in our home overnight. It was just so fun. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. One big thing that happened over the Thanksgiving break was we opened up registration for our Simply Living for Him Women's Retreat, which is taking place this summer. We are already two-thirds of the way to our goal of registrants. Now, I'm hoping that we get even more than our goal and I will be able to get more space at the event center, but I don't know for sure. That's not guaranteed yet. So um, if you are interested in coming, you will want to grab that ticket because they're filling up so fast. So we opened up on Black Friday, and right now we have early bird registration open. Uh, When you register for the ticket, it is just for the event, for the retreat. And that is what is filling up and is on sale right now. Lodging for the lodges at Gettysburg, we have a room block that will open up within the next week or two that is separate from your event ticket. Those will be limited as well, though. So I am telling you, if you are just thinking about going, you will want to grab that ticket because they are going fast. You can find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. I am so very excited to get together again with women in person for two days. We are going to worship. We are going to pray. We are going to dig into the word. We are going to have fellowship together. Lots of fun. The kind of like crying laughter fun. I'm telling you, you can come alone. You can come with your girlfriends. If you come alone, you're going to leave with like 30 best friends. I'm telling you, this event is like no other where you're just focused on Jesus in a beautiful setting. The Lodges at Gettysburg is a gorgeous setting. When you're just focused on Jesus and women come together, it's like magic happens. Honestly, the past several times we've done these retreats, it has been truly, truly amazing. So go find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. If you are planning on going, please get your ticket now because I don't want you to miss out. Okay, I also want to remind you that my homeschooling books and my devotional, uh, which is for all women, not just homeschooling moms, would make great Christmas gifts. We're going to talk about Christmas on today's episode. Why clutter up somebody's, you know, house with some more knickknacks that'll just collect dust? Don't give somebody a gift just to give them a gift. Give them a meaningful gift, something special. The Simply Living for Him devotional is for all women, all ages, all stages of life. It's called Less Clutter, More Joy. And it's um, a way to help you or help the reader to spend time 
in the word every day. It's not just a typical devotion with like a verse and a nice little, you know, write up about it. There's journaling pages and notebooking pages. So you'll want to check that out on Amazon. Also, my homeschooling books would make great gifts for the homeschooling mom in your life for yourself. You could tell your husband, hey, I want one. Um, if you need some mid-year encouragement, especially, grab one of those. Also, you know what would make a great gift? A homeschool consultation appointment. Tell your husband you need a homeschool consultation appointment if you are a homeschooler. I do homeschool consulting. I love my clients. I love being able to guide them on their homeschooling journey, to pray with them, to give them you know, all the advice they're looking for. They pick my brain. We we spend time on the phone for an hour. Usually, I'm telling you, we talk. Usually, we go way more than an hour. <laughs> but uh, I would love for you to check it out. There's packages. You can look online at simplylivingforhim.com. Click on the button for homeschool. The menu will drop down. You'll see the consulting there. Or just email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com, and I will set you up with an appointment or a package. So one more thing I want to tell you before we start our episode where we're going to talk about keeping clutter out of Christmas, um, I want to tell you about Apologia because Apologia is our podcast sponsor. They are an amazing Christ-centered uh, homeschool curriculum provider. We have used their curriculum for many, many years. They have everything for K-12, to amazing science curriculum, math, Bible study, writing, uh, go to Apologia.com to see all that they offer. They have traditional textbooks, online, digital learning. Right now, though, they have a free gift for you. When you spend $30 or more with them through December 31st, you will receive the Jesus Eyewitness hardback book as a free gift for their appreciation. Isn't that amazing? I absolutely love the people at Apologia. We always, always love their curriculum and their biblical worldview. So go check it out at Apologia.com. So let's talk about the Christmas season coming up. Okay, I know that I say the Christmas season, it's coming up, but I know there's people who've been celebrating since like way before Thanksgiving. Now, I'm not one of those people, and if you are, it's totally okay. I get it. We've been through the ringer. Everybody just wants to start early and start celebrating, and I have no problem with that. Just for me, I didn't start decorating for Christmas until after Thanksgiving because I just don't feel right about having Thanksgiving, which to me is always like very fall and very pumpkins and pilgrims and all that with my Christmas tree up. That's just me. So and then I love, 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 love like the anticipation like, okay, now Thanksgiving is done and it's behind us. Now it's time to, you know, be full force into Christmas season. And so we're just starting to get, you know, going for us here decorating. And I'm going to talk just slightly about decorating because in my effort to keep things simple, I have like no, I'm just not a decorator in general, like in my house, you know, I want it to look pretty. I want it to be a haven when people come over, but I'm not like type A where everything has to be just so, and I don't get obsessive about decor but um, I can be that way with Christmas as well. And I know I'm going to lose all my followers. I know there's people out there who go above and beyond and that's their thing and they love it. And they spend all of December, you know, decorating. And so I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with that at all. You know me. We're going to talk about the heart today. So wherever your heart is, you can be a decorator that is like, you know, full on, full into Christmas, you know, all that. Or you can be like me where you keep it real simple. It doesn't really matter. It matters the heart behind it all. 
But I did want to share that I think I had said uh, on my last podcast episode, I don't know why, but like after I had COVID, I just saw things so differently. Like I was like, it's not because I don't have energy levels to do it because right now my energy levels are back. But it's like, I just, I have no like desire to go too crazy for like Christmas stuff. I am really into like, I want to have people over this year, not because I want to entertain. So we talked about that on the last episode. If you missed the last episode, you'll need to listen to that this season. It's called Hospitality versus entertaining because there is a difference so I'm not looking to like entertain this Christmas season I'm not looking to like make Pinterest perfect cookies and do all that I'm not interested in like you know having people over so I can like show off my Christmas decor because I don't really got much to show off (laughs) I just really want to feel the joy of the holiday season I really want to focus on Jesus I really want to focus on hospitality people are craving Um, other people, you know, we have been through the ringer with the pandemic and, you know, people are, they're just needing connection again. And I'm desiring to do that. That's why I'm opening up the retreat again this year. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm having an in-person event in March, a one day women's event, and that will be in Chester, New Jersey. So I will be putting out more information on that really soon. Um, But I want to do these things again, because Like I said, people are craving connection. So I'm looking at ways, you know, how can I how can I practice hospitality? How can I do like kind things for people? You know, small things. It doesn't have to be crazy. You know, we clutter up our lives when we take on so much. Like, you know, especially at Christmas time where we have to do the cookie exchange and we have to do the presents and we have to do every Christmas party and we have to do the crafts and we have to do the special Christmas cards and we have to do, you know, we have to, we have to, have to. But you don't have to right? And so over the years, I have really simplified my Christmas. I've done episodes on clutter-free Christmas and keeping it simple at Christmas and all of that. You know, I've done that over the years. You can go check the archives. You know, I really want to, you know, give people the greatest gift at Christmas, which is Jesus. And, you know, I often look at it and it's like, it's such a, um, an ironic thing here because, Here we have the Christmas season and, you know, it's like we get so caught up in the material stuff. And Jesus was not about the material stuff. Like here we have the Christmas season, which is, you know, the advent of preparing for Christ, our Savior, to be born. And what do we do? We focus on stuff. Like it doesn't even make sense sometimes, you know? It's like the devil loves that. He loves to be like, hey, Christmas is about Jesus. I'm going to make you focus on consumerism and materialism and stuff, right? And I don't think that Jesus would want us celebrating his coming to the earth by running around and being stressed and being crazed because, hey, it's Christmas season. You know, everybody at Christmas season, they're like, oh, it's so busy. It's so busy. It's so busy. I don't think Christ himself would want that, right? He would want us to share the good news, to, you know, herald in that great message that Christ is coming. And then on that beautiful day, Christ has come. So I always say, every year I say this, I always post like on my Facebook page or Instagram, but I started saying this many, many years ago when it hit me. I always say, 
don't forget when you're out shopping for that perfect gift for your little one and you have to have to have to now I mean I was I was the product of the cabbage patch doll craze right like my mom was one of those hardcore moms who like you know did it all to get the cabbage patch doll so like I get it um and so you know, there's always something every year where it's like you have to have that thing and you have to have this and, you know, the newest, latest, whatever it is. And, you know, moms are going crazy trying to find it and all that. But I want you to remember because I had this thought many years ago. Now, like I said, I post about it every year. This year's must have Christmas gift, whatever it is, is next year's garage sale item. I'll say that again. This year's must have is next year's garage sale item. And I say that because one year we were having this big, huge garage sale at our house. And I remember so clearly the moment it hit me. I was looking around because it wasn't just my family garage sale. We had like multiple families participating. We just happened to have it at our home. And I remember looking around at all the garage sale items and thinking, wow. I remember when that thing, whatever it was, was the must-have that I searched high and low for for my child. And now it's over here with the little pink sticker on it, like $2, you know? And it wasn't just me. It was like everybody's stuff that was being sold. I was thinking... All of these things were things we thought we had to have one year. I mean, there's always certain things that are special that do have longevity. But I would say the majority of the stuff ends up on that garage sale table. That must-have thing, the thing you search high and low, the thing you can't wait to give because it's going to be the best thing ever. It's now got that little pink sticker on it. And so just remember, you know, into the future when you're over there shopping and you think like these are the be-all, end-all things, let's not get so caught up in that. And what happens? All the stuff we must have, we're selling at garage sales. Why? Because we want to get rid of clutter. All of the things that we think are going to satisfy then end up being so dissatisfying because we're like, oh, we have too much stuff. I have to have a garage sale. Oh, I have to purge my house. We have too much stuff. Now, when my kids were little, I get it. The toy box was overflowing and, you know, always seemed to be not able to get a handle on the toys. And as they got older, we had less and less toys. Like we had, we did not have a ton of toys when they were little. Because I learned very early on as a girl that likes to not have clutter and keep it simple. They don't play with half of this stuff. Half of this stuff is stuff I think we need because everyone else has it. Or I think they're supposed to have it. I remember clearly one year going to like a uh, mom's night out where the moms were wrapping their gifts for uh, Christmas. It was kind of fun. Like we had this little wrapping night. And I remember this one mom, she had a new baby. And she was like, well, you know, my child, like they're at this age now this Christmas where they need at the time it was like the leapfrog I guess was the big the big toy they need a leapfrog they need a kitchen like she's at this age where she needs all these things she needs a little shopping cart and she needs all this stuff and the way she was talking about it was like she really needed these things like she needed them you know age two that's what you're supposed to have and I remember it clearly hitting me that night like says who Who says you're supposed to need all these things? And then it hit me and I was like, this isn't what Christmas is about. 
as I looked at all these moms like frantically wrapping these gifts and talking about these things their kids needed, I remember thinking, this isn't what it's about. And I don't want it. I don't want it. Like, I don't want my kids to grow up this way where we get crazed at Christmas time. And like I said, it's so ironic that the very things we think we need, we're then tossing because we're like, oh, we have too much clutter two years down the road. So we have to gain some perspective. And I think in 2020 and 2021, I think a lot of us did gain perspective about what truly matters and what doesn't and what we truly need and what we don't. And I've always been big on, you know, to, to control clutter, giving um, experience gifts or giving, you know, things like that. One year we took our kids on a great big trip and that was, you know, their Christmas gift. And that was so fun because that year we just had to get that. We just got like little stocking stuffers and we made like a really fun Christmas breakfast and we sat around the table and we just opened like all those little gifts. And that was actually more fun. And this year we're kind of doing the same. My boys are really into snowboarding now. And so they all got season passes to snowboarding. And so that's their big Christmas gift. And then I can just get them like fun other little things um, or stuff that they need and all that. But we don't have to like go crazy and snowboarding all season is going to be a great gift for them because it's something they can do together they bond with my husband I don't go I don't like the cold you guys know me I don't like winter (laughs) so you won't find me there but they'll get to go and you know spend so much time together building their relationships having fun you know all this great stuff so I am so excited about that But even when they were little, we did the three gift rule, which was, you know, Jesus got three gifts. So all the kids got three gifts. And that always actually seemed kind of stressful because we were always trying to think of like three big gifts to give them. And then we would do like stocking stuffers. And so we kind of got away from that as I got a little older because I felt like so tied to this three gift rule. Because like I said, now we do just this one experience gift and then a bunch of little gifts. And that's kind of a lot more fun. But anyway... Let's not, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about the gifts and all that because I've had podcast episodes you can search in my archives, you know, on clutter or Christmas and all that. But I didn't really want to focus too much on the material stuff, but I did want to just say, like, if you want to keep your Christmas free from clutter, just remember what I said. This year's must-haves are next year's garage sale items. So let's talk now a little bit. We'll move away from the physical clutter and let's talk about how do we keep our Christmas clutter free just like mentally? How do we like, you know, every year we say the same thing. I'm going to enjoy this season. I want to slow down. But like I said, the devil loves it because what happens? We all get distracted. We've got this Christmas party and that Christmas event and this Christmas concert and sending Christmas cards and baking Christmas cookies and doing all this stuff. And by the time Christmas is over, we're like, oh, I'm so glad it's over because, you know, it was just so exhausting. I don't think Jesus wants us to have that mindset when we're talking about the light of the world coming into this world to infiltrate the darkness that is here to bring the good news of Jesus that he's going to set the captives free. This is like the good news, the great joy. And what are we doing? We're running around busy, chasing our tails and saying, oh, this season is so busy. I can't wait till it's over. No, don't participate in the darkness. Participate in the light. It says in Isaiah, I absolutely love this part in Isaiah 9, in our Simply Living for Him community. 
This month, we are actually writing out Isaiah 9, a verse every day, and then we are memorizing just, I think it's uh, verses 6 and 7 in there, and we are also doing a mini study on the names of Jesus from December 1st to the 31st, so you can join our community and do those things, but we were, I was looking at Isaiah 9, and I was just loving, loving, loving these verses. I actually did a devotional on YouTube about it today. So it says, the people, this is Isaiah 9, starting in verse 2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and let the heaven heavy burden. I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on, I have to admit. So I'm, I'm having a hard time reading it. <laughs> you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. I'm going to stop right there because I can't see the rest. No, I'm just kidding. But I just want to stop there. But I just love this whole picture. This is a picture of Jesus coming. The light is coming into the darkness. Think back to what your life was like before Jesus. I want you to think about that because I think about that and I could just cry all day long. My life was empty. My life was on a destructive path. I was constantly groping in that darkness, searching and searching for hope, for something to give my life meaning. And for a long time, I searched in the wrong places with the wrong people doing the wrong things. The first half of my life was dark. I was in complete darkness. And I often can forget How dark it was because I didn't know the truth of Jesus. I wasn't walking with him. Obviously, I didn't know yet. And it was such a darkness. And sometimes I felt like there was no escaping it. And then he stepped in and plucked me right out of the darkness I was living in and into the light. Somebody recently described, and I love this description of when they became a Christian, it was like the whole world was in 3D. All of a sudden, everything looked brighter. Everything looked more beautiful. It was crisp. It was clear. And I get that. I so get that. All of a sudden, it was like the lights were turned on and you could see what this world was really supposed to be. Now, that doesn't mean that this earth is perfect because we know it's not. Because part of this world is still living in darkness. But we as Christians do have the light. What good news that is. And so if we could just keep that mindset during this Christmas season, we're going to reduce all the clutter of Christmas. If we can say to ourselves, the light is breaking through the darkness and there's people out there right now that are still in that complete darkness just like you once were. Like I said, sometimes it helps to remember to think back. Do you remember what it was like to live in darkness? We are going to be celebrating that light breaking through when we have Christmas. 
And our job should be shining that light for all to see right now. We don't shine the light of Christ when we're complaining about how busy we are at Christmas. We don't shine the light of Christ when we go into debt trying to fulfill all those Christmas wish lists. We don't shine the light of Christ when we run around so busy that it becomes a burden. We don't shine the light of Christ when we covet what everyone else has at Christmas and we wish we had this and we wish we had that. We shine the light of Christ when we remember what it was like to live in the darkness. And we know the truth that has set us free. The lights have been turned on forever. It can never go out again. Sometimes we, we live in dark places, even as Christians. I know I do. I go through periods where I, I can succumb to the darkness. But I have Jesus and it can never, ever, ever last. That darkness can never overcome the light. I may sometimes slip into that darkness, but... I know without a doubt 100% when I open up my Bible and I start talking to him and I start reading the truth, it penetrates that darkness. The light is turned on. And I remember, I have Jesus now. I don't have to stay in the dark. The world right now feels like sometimes it's getting darker every day, doesn't it? You read the headlines, the things going on. And it can be wearisome. Is that a word? Wearisome? It can make you weary. And so you have to remember this world needs Jesus. If we want to change the world, you know how we're going to do it? Not by sharing a meme. Not by arguing with somebody on the internet. Because only transformed hearts will change anything. So if you want to change the world, start by sharing Jesus because a changed heart will then result in changed behavior. And it just starts with one at a time. We can't look at the whole world and get so burdened and say, it'll, it'll never, you know, it'll never be uh, all cured. It won't because we're on earth. We're not in heaven. Someday it will all be made right. But right now we can start with that one person in our life who needs Jesus. Somebody did that for me. Just one person shared Jesus with me. One person. She could have looked at me and said, oh, it's just one person. That one person shared with me. I was just one person, but I have now changed the next generation in my family and hopefully those generations to come. And the ripple effect is huge because it's not just my kids and my grandkids and their grandkids and their grandkids that are going to be changed, but all of those people that that those generations come in contact with, the ripple effect is huge. I have a ministry that reaches around the world thousands of people every week, all because one person told me about Jesus. So never think that one person isn't enough to change anything because it's enough to change the world. One person, Jesus Christ changed the world. And so if we look at Christmas with the gospel at the forefront of our mind, and we remember that what we're celebrating is not the Pinterest perfect cookies, is not the perfect decor, is not the best Christmas tree, is not the best wrap gift. What we're celebrating is the light of the world has come into a dark world. And when you think that way, all of a sudden, that clutter goes out the window. You're not desiring 
to fill up on material things. You're not desiring to, um, you know, try to outdo your Aunt Tilly with the Christmas cookies. You're just desiring to share the light of Christ. And you can do that by making nice, you know, you can do that while you're making nice cookies. You can do that while you're decorating your house. But the point is Christmas and what it means is not wrapped up in how the house looks and making everything perfect and that whole like, well, we do it this way every year. We have to continue it on because you know what? Every year might look different and sometimes you might need to do things differently and sometimes you might need to let go of certain traditions and things. What's most important is that everything you're doing, your decorating, your gift giving, your hospitality, your shopping, everything that you're doing is done because you are celebrating the light has come into the world. Not because you are participating in the darkness and the consumerism and the materialism and getting caught up in the stuff. Do you see the difference? Like I have joy when I go out shopping for Christmas gifts because I know, first of all, I'm not going to spend outside of our means because that doesn't honor the Lord. But I know that, you know, it's fun to give people gifts and it's fun and, you know, but I'm not going crazy over it. And when I'm decorating my house, I'm doing it because it's fun. I want to celebrate the season. I want to make things special. But I'm not like obsessive, like everything has to be just so. I have to have the perfect white lights and the perfect decor. You should have seen the putting up of our Christmas tree this year. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny. So every year we have done with our kids um, a tradition that my parents started with us was they would pick out a, a Christmas ornament for the tree and we would put their initials on it and the date so that when we go back every year, we can see what they picked out. So I literally have all the ornaments from when I was little and then my kids starting from when they were, you know, able to pick out an ornament or we picked it out, I guess their first year of life. But after that, they picked out an ornament and it's fun to look back. It was like the year my daughter tried softball. She had a softball player and the year they were into Star Wars, there was Star Wars. So it's like this living timeline. And so her husband was over this year uh, for Thanksgiving and they wanted to put up the Christmas tree. The kids do it every year. I don't even actually do it. I'm like, go ahead, do it however you want. And so she was showing him all her ornaments from when she was little. And it was just so fun to look at all those ornaments. And then my kids were like, well, Dan, that's my son-in-law they're like he needs an ornament now for our tree because he's he's part of our family and so we went out like on a whim to target to get dan an ornament and then the kids picked out their ornaments but this is how they do it now you know now they're all teenagers and adults and um they're like we're getting the gaudiest uh gold uh, uh ornaments we can get and they all picked out these the gaudiest gold animals like a lion and I don't even know if one's like a dragon or something a rhinoceros I think <laughs> and it was just they were having so much fun now is that my taste in Christmas ornaments no some of you out there are probably like are you kidding me like that would send you into you know a fit I'm just like whatever as long as you guys have fun and so we came home we put the gaudy ornaments on my rule was though we're not like putting them all in one clump close together, at least, you know, stagger them around the tree. The tree has got more ornaments than green on it right now because there are so many. They were determined to get every ornament on the tree, which we added up with their ages, how many ornaments there are, plus extras. I It's probably like 100 ornaments. They're all over the tree. And they just had so much fun doing it. And I look at the tree and I smile because it's meaningful. 
I'm not like, oh, the bows aren't perfect. We didn't even put bows up because there were no room. Uh, I'm not like, oh, you know, these things aren't aesthetically whatever. I'm like, it's our life. Like, you know, isn't that what it's about? Family and just fun. And so I think archery is the best ever. And it's like completely crazy. So, but I think I thought this year's was truly the best ever and they had so much fun doing it. And then today I was, I put some pictures um, on Instagram or it's on my stories. So if you're listening to this later, uh, I'll try to remember to save my stories uh, to highlights. I always forget. But I was putting up, you know, just a little bit of decor. I don't go crazy. I don't change like everything in my house to be Christmas themed. I just kind of put a little bit here and a little bit there. And I was looking at the cabinetry in my kitchen and I was like, oh, it'd be nice if we had a little green garland up there, you know, like pine and, you know, whatever. And I'm like searching online and Amazon and it's like all sold out. I'm like, really? That's crazy. Oh, well. And then I look out my window and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm surrounded by woods and there's pine trees everywhere. So my son and I went out into the woods and cut pine and now I have some greenery on my cabinets and it was free. And it means more to me because we went out into the woods and did it ourselves. I shouldn't say we, he. He was cutting it all for me. And so it was fun again. And it actually looks more beautiful, I must say, than if I probably bought like some fake greenery somewhere. So anyway, it's just those little things that, you know are meaningful and you know so I decorated but it was fun and I wasn't all cut up and like it has to be a certain way I'm not trying to impress anybody I just want it to be a pleasant I want our home to be a pleasant place for us to abide I want most of all when people come over as we talked about in my last episode of hospitality versus entertaining most of all when people come over I want them to see Jesus and not my decor but now that it's Christmas season I want to invite people over and share the light of Christ. So I actually am doing something in my home. I I put it out there for ladies in my life to come over. Uh, I'm going to pick a day and we're going to have a scripture exchange instead of a cookie exchange because, you know, everybody has to do all that or like a little present exchange. I said I'll serve, you know, tea and cocoa and coffee and treats. And everybody come prepared with your favorite Bible verse. And we're going to sit around and as ladies, as women, share our favorite Bible verse with each other and why. And then my hope is that by the end of the afternoon, we've all heard all these amazing scriptures and how they have touched different people. And I'll send people home with something far greater than cookies or a gift. They're going to go home with the living word of God. The light of the world has come and we are going to celebrate. And I said to people, you know, if you don't have a favorite scripture, maybe somebody's never opened the Bible. That's even more of a reason to come. Come on over and listen and hear the word of God and hear how these scriptures have affected people's lives. And you will definitely go home with a favorite scripture. So a scripture exchange, that idea, maybe somebody's done that before and I heard it somewhere, but I don't think so. It literally just popped in my head one day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. So things like that is what I'm looking forward to doing this Christmas season. Like I said, if you want to free yourself from clutter, if you are tired of having, you know, every year be stressed out and exhausted and you're not focusing on the true meaning of Christmas, then Focus on 
well, like I said in Isaiah, remember who you were when you were in darkness and you will want to share the light. Remember, we are celebrating the light of Christ. We are celebrating that Jesus came and into this world and we are going to share that with the world. Again, I'll say it one more time. When you're getting busy and you're focused on material things and you're focused on stuff, that is the complete opposite of who Jesus was. And if we are celebrating him, why are we acting that way? Because Satan likes it. He likes to take the most special holiday of the year, the time that we celebrate everything we have, Jesus coming into this world. And he likes to flip it on its head and be like, you know what? I'm going to make you busy. I'm going to make you focus on stuff. I'm going to make you focus on anything but him. Don't let him win this year. The light of the world has come. I'm going to read Isaiah 9 to you one more time. I don't have my glasses still, so bear with me. But it says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Can you imagine? Share this with somebody in your life this year that needs it. The whole world is living in darkness right now. Say to them, let me read to you something. There is a light. A light will shine in your life. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. So many people are living with a yoke of slavery. So many people are living with a burden on their shoulders. Why wouldn't you want to give them the greatest gift this year? It says you will break break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Okay, again, I'm going to stop there. You go read Isaiah 9 and be encouraged that uh, the light of the world has come. And that is why we are celebrating Christmas season this year. So I hope this encouraged you. If it did, share it with somebody out there. Let me know what you think. And don't forget to buy your ticket for the Simply Living for Him Women's Retreat. The Women's Retreat, again, is just like everything I do. We are no fluff, no frills. This is not your typical women's event where we're going to rah-rah, puff ourselves up for two days, go home with all kinds of trinkets and say, yay, we, we you know, praise the Lord. No, 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 no. We're going to dig in deep into the Word of God. We are going to, you know, be authentic and real together. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. But we keep it very simple at our retreats. It's no fluff, no frills. It's all Jesus. We will eat well. I promise you that. You have some meals included in the retreat. You'll also have snacks and coffee included in the retreat all throughout the two days. Um, We're having a dessert party one day. So you're going to be fed. You're going to have fun. But we're going to focus on what matters most and that's Jesus so grab your ticket because like I said we are filling up fast and I would hate for anybody to be left out so go to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat I hope to see you there thank you again for listening today to the simply living for him podcast until the next time I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today